Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we are here for you to help share information that may be critical for you in terms of improving your health or knowing more about health and nutrition that you can make better choices. And we are just trying to share information that, you know, drugs don't provide health and nutrition. Drugs aren't always bad, but we use far too many drugs for metabolic disorders. They're not diseases. They are metabolic disorders because we are not doing the right lifestyle choices to make our bodies healthy. So we are just trying to pass off to you in these hours ideas that you can improve your health. And really, truly, you and I are the only ones that can improve our health. We are the only ones that can destroy our health. If we don't pay attention to being healthier, then we're going to slide into a unhealthy lifestyle. And that's where all our disorders come from. So we can change that. No matter how old you are, what condition you're in, you can prevent, reverse, and cure many of your conditions by changing your lifestyle choices. Better choices, better health. So here we are today with a nice agenda. In fact, we're even including dogs today. We're going to talk about a probiotic for dogs and why they should have it. And two very important minerals, especially for women. And a new study on anti-inflammatory effects on Boswellia. And the importance of folate, otherwise known as folic acid, in dementia. And how it may prevent Alzheimer's disease. We have a lot of good information coming your way. I know we never get through all of the line up the lineup of products and information that I want to talk about, but we have lots of time. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be here for a long, long time trying to share information with you and encouraging you to make some choices, better choices. Give up that junk food, that fast food, those desserts, the sugar, the sweets. Give that all up. They're very non-nutritious. They don't provide any nutrients. And the sugar is one of the most toxic elements in your body because of what it does to your whole metabolic process. It's poisonous to your body. Oh, you won't die from a couple teaspoons of sugar. But over time, your body is destroyed by the amount of carbohydrates and sugar you consume. So we can make big changes if you want to. So a probiotic for dogs. Why? Well, just like people. Dogs are healthier and the healthiest when their gastrointestinal tract and their system of gastrointestinal has a very high level of the beneficial, or otherwise known as the good bacteria. There's good and bad bacteria. 
and it boosts the level of the good bacteria in your dog's intestines. So what does that do for them? Well, it helps them digest food and absorb the nutrients more effectively. It reduces gas. You don't know how suffering until you have been trapped in a room with a gassy, gassy dog. I have a friend that has a really big dog, and she said, wow, that dog has so much gas, and it is so bad. But after she gave the dog probiotics, it changed dramatically. And also, probiotics control intestinal inflammation and inflammatory bowel, which may lead to cancer. So probiotics is really important for your dog. All size dogs, all breeds of dogs, like all humans. So what should you know, first of all, about probiotics for dogs? Well, a dog's stomach is really, really far more acidic. Some sources that we have checked with say 10 times more acidic than a human stomach. That's why they can eat some terrible food or terrible stuff on the trail, wherever you might be with your dog, and, you know, it would make us sick to death. But the dogs don't get sick. Their stomachs are so acidic, it kills everything. Kills bacteria. Harmful bacteria. This is why dogs can eat almost anything. Eat raw food. Or food that would make a human really, really sick. Their stomach is able to kill off the bacteria because of the acidity that's in the stomach, the acid that's in the stomach. Therefore, any beneficial probiotic bacteria must be able to tolerate and go through the stomach digestive system without being destroyed by the acidity. So it's very, very important to make a probiotic for dogs that are acid-resistant. And there are two. There are two very special forms of bacteria. They're different than human. It means that the dogs need probiotics, but a different kind of probiotic than a human. We have a different gut. We have a different digestive system. We have a different pH of the digestive tract. And there are two proven probiotics for dogs that are highly acid-resistant. There is Bifidobacterium anomalous, shown to speed dogs' recovery from acute diarrhea. It reduced the time of recovery of acute diarrhea by 40%. Now, the other bacteria is called Bifidobacterium bifidum. And about the amount of probiotics that dogs need is about 2.5 billion of the combination of these two probiotics daily with your dog's regular meal. They come in tablets. You can have them chew the tablet by themselves. Or you can put it, mix it in with their food. You can actually even crush it. I shouldn't say that. I don't want you to crush it. Skip that. Um, because you want to try to get it through the digestive tract. 
So the best way for them to really, it would be best if they could swallow it because it's acid resistant. But any way you can get it into them will give you benefits. It'll work. So they do need a probiotic to improve their digestive system, reduce the gas, reduce inflammation, very highly effective for dogs. Now, we've talked in the past about zinc and selenium, especially for immune function. They both block the uptake of the virus into the cell. If you take enough zinc, 60 to 100 milligrams of zinc during a, a pandemic or during an outbreak of a strain of a virus, it'll block the uptake. But selenium, which is not frequently recommended and not often taken by many people, and it has a huge, huge benefit for the immune system. Animals that are given selenium with their diet may get mildly sick after they've been injected with a virus, but they get over it very easily, and there are no deaths in the litter that gets the selenium. Now, the other group of animals that eat the same diet, but there is no selenium in the diet that's restricted, it's taken out, to see what happens when they don't have any selenium. Now, when they are injected with the virus, they get very sick. And 90 to 100% of the animals die. Selenium is a very, very important, critical nutrient to the immune system, but often overlooked. More people are talking about vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc, but selenium is a very powerful mineral that should be in everyone's diet. And when there is a lack of selenium, and many countries around the world have soil that is depleted of selenium, so any plants that grow in that soil would not contain selenium. And a large portion of China, especially around the Wulan lab, does not have any selenium. Most of Europe does not have enough selenium in their soil and large portions of the U.S. as well. They have estimated that about 3 billion people in the world are completely lacking selenium and the same with zinc. That's why we have such an outbreak of viral infection. But now there are very good reasons why these two minerals are very, very important for women. Zinc and selenium, absolutely important for everyone. You should not avoid it. Make sure you get plenty, 60 to 100 milligrams of zinc during an outbreak. Generally speaking, somewhere between 30 milligrams on a daily basis. And be careful of, of selenium because it is a very toxic mineral beyond 
the approved dosage. The dosage is less than 400 micrograms. So somewhere between 65, 200, 300, I push it up to 400. I want to take the maximum. I've seen some research that even has gone beyond that without any toxic effects, but I don't want you to go beyond 400 micrograms. That's the highest level that we should take without medical care. Now, these two minerals, though, are especially important for women. Why? Zinc is involved in formation of the connective tissue and collagen. So it's essential for hair, skin, and nails. Look at your fingernails. Do you see any white spots on your fingernails? That would be a very good indication that you are deficient in zinc. You can see it in nails, hair, and skin. It is also required for proper functioning of the thymus gland, the thymic, sex, and hormone, growth hormones, and plays an essential role in reproduction and is required for ovulation, normal pregnancy, and fetal development. The mother and women need zinc. Selenium plays a critical role in reproduction and supports production of reproductive hormones like estrogen and progesterone. And extremely required for thyroid hormone metabolism. It is one of the critical minerals beyond iodine. Iodine is the mineral that is required to produce the hormone of the thyroid. You know, doctors never think about that. When they find that you have a goiter, a growth on your thyroid, and you have hypothyroidism, underactive thyroid, the first thing they think about is a drug, Synthroid, a synthetic thyroxin. And it really isn't truly the active form since there is T4 and T3 of the thyroid, thyroxin. And they are giving the patient T4, which is non-active. But they believe that it will be converted to T3, the active form. Well, there are many, many people that cannot convert T4 to T3. Some people are very poor converters, so they don't do quite the right job of converting T4 to T3. And the thyroid cannot function without iodine. We have no reliable source in our food supply in America of iodine. And from other research now, we found out through many alternative physicians working on the iodine project that we need a lot more iodine like we found out that we need a lot more vitamin D than what was once required. The FDA still requires or still stands on the, <clears throat> stands on the requirement of 400 units 
of vitamin D3. But people today are taking 5,000 to 10,000 units of vitamin D3. A lot more has been learned about vitamin D3. Now, the only reason I bring that up is because we have learned a lot more about all the nutrients today. Most of the research that we still rely on is 70 to 80 years old. Nobody wants to do research on natural ingredients, vitamins and minerals, because it doesn't make anybody any money. Drug companies don't want to explore nutrition. They need sick people to be their best customer. They're not going to make any money for their shareholders if everybody's healthy. So why tell you about health? They just have everybody taking drugs and more drugs and looking for more diseases. So the thyroid will not work without iodine. And the research project has determined that we need somewhere between 12.5 milligrams of iodine to 25 milligrams, along with L-tyrosine, because the combination of L-tyrosine and iodine produce thyroxine, the hormone of the thyroid. It may not be required if you've got a lot of iodine and L-tyrosine, and you may not go on a drug. And then selenium is like the key that locks these two together to make it work for proper thyroid hormone function. It is ideal. So if you're looking for zinc and selenium, I would take them together. They work extremely effectively synergistically together. And you want to look for a zinc from a source called bisglycinate, chelate. You don't want zinc gluconate or zinc citrate. You want zinc bis, B-I-S, glycinate, chelate. It's a type of zinc proven effective in many clinical research studies. It's 43% higher absorption than zinc gluconate and less likely to cause stomach upset. Now, sometimes people tell me, I can't take zinc, it upsets my stomach. Yes, you're taking the wrong one. Zinc is a metal. It's hard on the stomach, especially if you take it on an empty stomach. But some people just can't handle zinc because they're taking the wrong form of zinc. And then for Selenium, you want to take a selenium that's from yeast, Y-E-A-S-T, yeast. It has been clinically studied, not only for the immune system, but for cancer as well. Many cancers are provoked because of a lack of selenium. It has a more bioavailability than inorganic forms of zinc, excuse me, of selenium. So here's the dosage I would take as a preventative. 30 milligrams of zinc bisglycinate plus 200 micrograms, MCG, not milligrams, but MCG, micrograms, 
of selenium daily for optimal immune boosting activity. Extremely valuable for the ladies. Now, this is a brand new study that just broke out this week. We have talked about Boswellia. B-O-S-W-E-L-L-I-A, Boswellia. Boswellia is a resin or a sap that's extracted from trees in Africa, India, and that area of the world. It's one of the top pain-relieving ingredients we can use for all kinds of pain relief, especially when it's combined with curcumin. Curcumin and boswellia, those two together are very powerful pain-relieving combination. A new study on the anti-inflammatory effects of boswellia just came out this week. Tremendously important. Researchers compared two different types of boswellia extracts. One was low in key compounds called the AKBA. That's the active ingredient in boswellia. It was in boswellia at 2%. And then a very high level of AKBA at 10%. So it was five times stronger. Now they wanted to see which was best absorbed and best at reducing the inflammation. The results, five milligrams of 10% AKBA. Wow, this is powerful. This is a study. This is the results of the study. Five milligrams of 10% AKBA was more effective than 40 milligrams of the 2% AKBA. And based on absorption, the 5 milligrams of 10% AKBA was eight times better absorbed than 40 milligrams of the 2% AKBA. And regarding inflammation, 40 milligrams of the lower level of boswellia, the 2%, reduced inflammation by 40%, while just 5 milligrams of the 10% AKBA reduced inflammation by 44%. So what does that mean? 40 milligrams of the 10% AKBA, the stronger one, the higher level one, that contains 10% AKBA, reduce inflammation by 75%. That's better than a drug. Better than Tylenol. Better than Celebrex. Better than any anti-rheumatic drug, or arthritic drug. Now, some additional testing on arthritis. They tested this AKBA, 10% boswellia, on animals. 
those that have arthritis. And those that were really actually being treated with a drug called methotrexate. Very, very harsh, toxic drug. Using for arthritis. It's a cancer drug. They're using it to treat arthritis. Now, they had two groups of animals. One was treated with methotrexate, or one was treated with the 10% AKBA Boswellia. Now, the AKBA Boswellia alone had about a 50% reduction in inflammatory symptoms. But combining the treatments led to a 63% reduction in arthritis inflammation. That means if you are taking a drug, by adding this 10% AKBA Boswellia to patients on the drug or dogs on the drug, we're able to reduce inflammation by 63%. That's outstanding. And it just shows that you can also, if you're on drugs, take Boswellia without any counterindication and have very excellent results and effectiveness. So if you have arthritis, you have inflammation, you have pain, I would just add curcumin to the Boswellia as well. Curcumin does almost exactly the same thing. But when you put two very similar herbal medicines together, like Boswellia and curcumin, you don't have one and one makes two. You have one and one that makes maybe a hundred. It makes it that much more effective and that much stronger. So always look for the combination of curcumin with Boswellia. And especially the curcumin that has been bound to turmeric essential oils. Because the turmeric essential oils increases the absorption of curcumin by 700%. Very effective. So how do you look? Well, maybe I should hold up for a moment. I'm seeing I'm running out of time for this half hour. I'll be here for the next portion of the program. Don't go away. I'll be back here. I want you to be back here if you can. If you're leaving, have a great, fantastic day wherever you go. But I want to tell you how to use the Boswellia, what to look for when you're looking for a Boswellia, so you get the right one. There's a lot of Boswellia products on the market. There's a lot of curcumin products on the market. And a lot of them, quite frankly, are bogus. They're spiked. They don't work. Uh, they're just a bunch of junk. So stay with me. I'll come back here and tell you more right here on TerryTalksNutrition.com. I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally. Back here on Terry Talks Nutrition. This is the name of our radio show. But if you just go to terrytalksnutrition.com, that's the name of my website. Go there, and you can listen to the radio show anywhere you want in the world, everywhere in the world. You can read our newsletters, subscribe to our newsletter, um, buy the books that I wrote last year. I wrote nine or ten books last year. Uh, they're all available on a variety of topics. 
very interesting reading. They're not very expensive. They're great to give as gifts and pass off to friends after you've read yours. Um, the more knowledge you have, the more education you have on healthy nutrition, the more likely you will have a good way to improve the quality of your life and your health. So it takes education, and that's why we're here. We're trying to help you understand more about the quality of products and what to use for various health conditions. Now, we talked about Boswellia and how powerful Boswellia is when it is standardized to 10%, 10%, not 2%. Uh, all Boswellia is about 2% of the AKBA. It's abbreviated for a very long chemical name that's found in Boswellia. Not a synthetic chemical, a natural chemical that's found in its own environment, in the Boswellia plant. So this contains 10%, and that's what you want to look for, 10% of the most powerful compound in Boswellia. And then make sure that it has less than 5% beta-boswellic acids. Now, why nature would do this to us, I have no idea. But the beta-boswellic acid is pro-inflammatory. That means it promotes inflammation, not reduce it. And it's there in about 40%, but it is reduced to less than 5% in the beta-boswellic acids because that makes it much more valuable and safer. So you should always choose guaranteed Boswellia from reputable companies. Unethical sources are substituting cheap pine resin for Boswellia. Everybody is trying to make a fast buck. And they're not, have, they do not have any ethics or morals. And they cheat to make money. So they spike herbs to lower the cost so they can sell them cheaper and make a higher margin. But when you buy them, the unsuspected consumer, and I know that, you know, I have a very, very hard time reading other companies' labels, so I can imagine how much trouble you have reading labels as well. Sometimes you can't tell what they're putting in the product, and you can't trust them. So always buy from a trusted supplier, a trusted manufacturer, and know what you're buying. Even if you want to write to the manufacturer and ask them, they should give you that information. So a lot of companies, unethical sources, are substituting a different kind of resin which doesn't have any value for reducing pain and arthritis for real quality AKBA Boswellia. A recent study in India found that 60%, 6-0% of the Boswellia products analyzed contained extracts from plants that were not listed on the label and 50% were contaminated. So choose wisely. Don't waste your money. And it's your health. We want you to get the best quality of products to ensure your health. 
So how much should you take of boswellia? Well, it's non-toxic, absolutely safe, absolutely no side effects. It's extremely, extremely safe. Now take approximately 500 milligrams of boswellia daily or more. I take about 1,500. So that means three, I take three capsules of 500 milligram boswellia. I want extra prevention, extra strength. So for additional anti-inflammatory effects, it really takes 500 to 1,500 milligrams daily. Now, if you take 500 milligrams and all your pain is gone, all your inflammation is gone, you feel better or at least reduced drastically, stay with it. Or maybe bump it up to two a day to see if you get more value. Sometimes going higher doesn't necessarily make it a better, better choice because you can only absorb so much. So if you take 500 milligrams and you're getting 80% reduction, maybe the next 500 will only give you 5% more. So a little bit of trial and error on your part will determine what your body needs. You know, all medical treatments, naturally or synthetic, drugs, is not a science. It's an art. Because there are no two diabetics that, the same, that take the same level of insulin. Everybody is different. Strengths are different. Some people take one grain of thyroid some people take two grains of thyroid. Some people take a grain and a half. Some people take two grains and 30 milligrams. It's all different. So you have to have a little bit of trial and error. But now for additional anti-inflammatory effects, like I've said before, take it in a combination with curcumin or even other natural anti-inflammatories. But my best observation has been with Boswellia, curcumin, and even adding natokinase and DLPA, two other nutrients that help relieve pain, have been very, very effective as a pain-relieving formulation. So now Boswellia can be used for cancer, arthritis, lung and upper respiratory tract infection, such as COPD, bronchitis, sinusitis, and intestinal inflammation, like Crohn's disease and colitis. And Boswell has no known side effects or adverse events. Folate the natural form of folic acid. And the importance of this B vitamin, it's B9, in the prevention of dementia and possibly Alzheimer's disease. Folate. There are low levels of folate, which has been linked to dementia. 27,000 people 
Now, that's a good quality study. Not six people, but 27,000. The more people you have in a study, the more credible the study is. 27,000 people, age 60 to 75, with no evidence of dementia, had their serum blood, folate levels measured, and then were followed by researchers for the next 10 years. And the results of this research study over 10 years found that low levels of folate at the beginning of the study increased the risk of dementia by 68%. 68%. That means having a tough time learning skills, remembering things, remember people's faces, their names, what you went into the kitchen for and then got there and you forgot why you went there, or just remembering where your keys are, or having a ability to concentrate, have a clear mental advantage. Dementia does not come by age only. It's because we have lived a longer life lacking certain nutrients, which in time plays a big process of dementia. We we accumulate a lot more damage over the years if we don't supply the nutrients that we need. Folate is vitamin B9. It's one of the B vitamin family. Additionally, they found that the older adults with folate deficiencies or a lack of folate had nearly three times the risk of death from any cause. Folate is one of the B vitamins. And it is critical for the nervous system and brain. And folate deficiency contributes to brain aging and increases dramatically the risk of Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Now, what I'd like to take and what I recommend is a combination of three B vitamins that are in methylated forms. That means when we take B vitamins, they go through the liver, they are processed by the liver, and they are converted to the biologically active form for the body to be absorbed. But now we know how to make three of those nutrients, three of the B vitamins, so that they are in a biologically active form when you take them. So they bypass the conversion process, so they go directly to work. And that is P5P, which is the biologically active form of vitamin B6, and the biologically active form of vitamin B12. Cyanocobalamin was B12. Now the new converted form is the methyl form, methyl 
folate, and methyl B12. Those three nutrients. And in fact, those three nutrients, based on the research on homocysteine, reduces homocysteine and protects heart function as well. Not only Alzheimer's, but heart as well. So those three vitamins are very, very critical. Folate, vitamin B6 in the form of P5P, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, and the methylcobalamin, which is vitamin B12. Very, very important for healthy mental function and cardiovascular function as well. Now, we talked about poor quality products. A lot of products. The most spiked and adulterated ingredient is grapeseed extract. They mix it with the skins of peanuts, the red skin of peanuts, because it has a very, very small level of similar nutrients, and it's the same color. So when you mix it, you don't see any difference. And some of the grapeseed extracts are 90% peanut skins, not grapeseed extract. It's the most adulterated fruit in the world in terms of supplements and nutritional value. Also boswellia, saw pomelberry. All are spiked and adulterated. Be careful what you buy. I really would like the FDA to take over the nutritional and health industry to a degree that they would require studies on ingredients. And you'd have to prove what's in the product. So there are no shenanigans going on. So buy, buy, buy from a trusted vendor, a trusted supplier, a trusted manufacturer. Get the right quality of products. Otherwise, you're wasting your money. And now, this also happens to curcumin. A study found that curcumin products, many of them, don't meet their label claim. This was a study done in France. Researchers, French researchers, purchased curcumin supplements from the retail stores and tested them for curcumin content. Results, 42%, that's almost half, of the products did not have the amount of curcumin claimed on the label. Why? Because they're cheating. They don't have to put as much in. You won't know the difference. They put something else in that's cheap filler, and they save the curcumin, which is very expensive. And then similar results were obtained when the Global Curcumin Association tested curcumin products purchased online online in the United States. Because products online, especially Amazon, they don't test products. 
Anybody can sell their products on Amazon. And if the Amazon's making money, they don't bother. They look the other way. So buy, and I really recommend buying from your local health food store. Unless you can find a brand you trust and you know you can trust it, then you can buy online. But if you just buy willy-nilly any brand because it's cheap, you are getting a cheap product. (laughs) There's no other way around it. It's a cheap product. You can't buy good, high-quality curcumin. And the only way you can reduce the price is either use less and have a filler to take up the gap or buy cheap, adulterated curcumin. Or otherwise, curcumin that has been extracted with a very toxic, cancer-causing chemical because they get more curcumin out of the roots by using this chemical solvent. Now, in the United States, 55% did not contain the amount of curcumin advertised on the label. They're cheating. They know that. They're putting less in. You're not going to know the difference. You don't test your products. You buy them because, oh, they're cheap. I saw this one 10%, 20%, 30% less. So I'm buying that one. Well, if they're all were equal, all were equal, but they're not equal because there's no one oversees what has to be made or what should be made. So be careful what you buy. Now, some people use a disinfectant and especially use during pregnancy. And now they have found that this disinfectant is linked to asthma in children. So this exposure to disinfectants during pregnancy increases the risk of childhood allergies. Researchers collected data from over 78,000 mother-child pairs to examine whether mothers exposed to disinfectants during pregnancy were associated with development of allergic conditions in their children. And the results of this survey, this collected data, versus not using disinfectants, using a disinfectant one to six times a week during pregnancy increased the risk of childhood asthma by 26%. And the risk of skin conditions like eczema by almost 30%. The researchers speculate the reason for this could be that the disinfectants negatively altered the microbacteria, the microbiome, and affected the skin and the gut microflora of the mother, which then passed along to the children. And exposure to these chemical compounds during pregnancy alters the immune response of the child. So post-birth, 
direct exposure. Infants inhaled or touched molecules of disinfectants on the skin of their mothers. So let me give you some relief. Relief for heartburn, GERD, and acid indigestion. Heartburn, also called acid reflux, occurs when stomach acids break, break down and backs up into the esophagus, burning the esophagus, causing pain and burning in the chest and throat, sour taste in the back of the mouth, sometimes difficulty swallowing, and many times people use antacids, anti-gas medications, to treat heartburn, acid indigestion, or GERD. And they are the third most commonly sold category of OTC products after allergies, after cold and flu, after cough medicines, and pain relievers. Many people are chewing antacids like candy. They have a burning sensation in their chest and throat, sour taste, and they feel terrible. Some people have to sleep at night with their head and chest elevated. So this acids do not back up into the esophagus. But don't stop heartburn by stopping stomach acid. We need stomach acid. We, can't, we cannot break down any protein. You know, in the mouth, we start digesting carbohydrates. We have an enzyme in our saliva. That's why we are told by our moms to chew 32 times. Chew your food, chew your food, don't gobble and swallow. We need to start digesting in the mouth. That's where we digest carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not digested in the stomach. They're digested in the lower intestines. What is digested in the stomach is protein. And we need a huge quantity of stomach acids to digest protein. When you eat meat, fish, or any kind of protein, we need to break down that protein into very small chains of amino acids so that we can assemble them into our bodies for glands, organs, muscles, whatever. We're almost, almost we're all, after all the water squeezed out, we're almost all protein. So we need a lot of stomach acid. So when you use all these drugs, like Nexium, or these, or these antacids, we stop all the acid in the stomach. So that means we stop digesting protein. So we become very protein deficient, even though that we eat protein. And then we cannot digest any minerals, especially calcium and iron, without plenty of acids. 
Therefore, food is not digested properly, especially protein. It interferes with calcium B12 and iron absorption. And one study documented over 40% reduction in calcium absorption when taking Prilosec. Undigested protein in the intestines can then become an allergen because if it is not digested into amino acids, those proteins get through the intestinal tract into the blood and they become foreign proteins like pollen. So you increase the risk of allergies when you don't digest your foods properly and we need plenty of acid. When we eat food, the stomach lining releases this acid. The acid then releases the enzyme that breaks all the proteins down. So what does this mean for you or I? Well, taking an antacid, an acid blocker, or an acid reducer can cause more problems than it cures. Now, this is one time that I just am not going to be able to get through my entire suggestions on how to have lasting natural relief of heartburn and GERD. Oh, I apologize. Uh, I didn't realize the time on the clock. I started discussing the way to eliminate GERD, heartburn, and indigestion. And I, I will do it again. I know I'm not going to have enough time to really give you the information that you would like, that you could use. But if you're dealing with antacids or Nexium or Prilosec, you're dealing with, you're damaging your entire digestive system. And you can do something very naturally that does not damage your stomach lining and gets rid of all of your heartburn. I've known people that have been on, I knew one lady that was on Nexium for 14 years. And it's only supposed to be a temporary drug not to be on it for a lifetime. 14 years, my gosh. How much damage. If you don't get calcium, B12, iron, and uh, your, your amino acids, you're running into trouble. So I want to really work with you to show how you can get rid of GERD, acid indigestion, and heartburn. I'll do that on a later, later show, so I'll remind myself to do it. So with that, my friends, I'm out of time. God bless you. God bless America. Say a prayer for the people in the Ukraine. They sure need our help. And have a fantastic, healthy weekend. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.